Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. No Wade. It's episode 88 and we're Wadeless. Do we miss Wade? Send me send me a tweet if you uh if you miss Wade. Or uh give us a give us a Apple, whatever, iTunes review or wherever you review and let me know if you need more Wade in your podcast. Anyway, Wade is recovering, I think, from his uh second COVID vaccine shot. So he's gonna be off today. And we encourage you all to go get the vaccine as well. We're pro vaccine on this show. So if that's a problem for you, then uh, sorry about it. But uh, best way to reach herd immunity, get as many people vaccinated as possible and we can go back to our lives. That's kind of all this is all about. Just I want to go back to my normal life. Anyway, on episode 88, we've got, if, is this the end of Tommy Pham? We talked about Tommy Pham a little bit last week. And if this were the end of Tommy Pham's career, this is getting really dark really quick. Sorry about it. This is what it would look like if this were the end. He's 33 years old. Uh, you know, happy Pujols day to everybody. If you're if you're an Angels fan, congrats for getting Pujols off your team. He's, I mean, Hall of Famer. I love Pujols, but he's been he's been a pretty bad player for the last several years and making a lot of money. He's he's holding holding a lot of things back. Um, great career. Happy for him, but. Angel fans, this is this is good news for you, actually. So, anyway, his career really took a nosedive one of the last five, six, seven years, and uh, this I think we are due for a discussion. If is this the end for Tommy Pham? Also, on more positive news, the minor leagues are open and playing, and we've getting our we're getting our first Chihuahuas game tonight. They have not played yet, so. As you listen to this, the Chihuahuas will have played and hopefully uh, be one and zero. As you listen to this, we're going to go over, you know, some of the guys you know that we uh, have been watching carefully over the last few years. Guys that we saw in spring training, guys we saw at the alternate site. Where exactly is everybody? Where are the top prospects right now? They're kind of scattered across the system. They're not exactly going all to AAA. They're not all going back to where they were pre-COVID. So. Um, let's find out where our guys are, what league they're in. They renamed all the leagues. I really hate this. There's no more Pacific Shore League or no, Pacific Coast League. There's no more California League. It's like AAA West. Like, get out of here. It's nonsense. I, I'm, call, I'm calling it the Pacific Coast League. Fight me. So, and now a word from our OG sponsor. That's Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off as a welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past their prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. All right, you want to start with? We're going to start with Tommy Fam. So we'll we'll get this out of the way first before we do the more positive 
minor league stuff. Um, Tommy Pham, 2019. He's a good player. You know, 30, 31 years old, playing in Tampa Bay. 567 at-bats, 21 homers, 25 stolen bases, 370 on base. Walks a lot. A little bit of power, a little bit of speed. Could still play defense at this point. That was a great sell high by Tampa Bay. We were lucky. Uh, that's the trade that Jake Cronenworth came in. We sent Hunter Renfro, Xavier Edwards, and a player to be named later. And, you know, not not a killer trade for either side. I don't. I think Tampa took one on the chin at the time with, with the PR, at least. They thought, uh, I think a lot of people thought that getting Fam is the best player in the deal. And um, once Cronenworth emerged, the deal looked really bad for Tampa. And we still don't know what Xavier Edwards is going to be. I, we still like Xavier Edwards on the show. He is just going to be, there's going to be a lot of pressure on his bat to perform. And as a prospect, if you don't have a whole bunch of other tools to to rely on, you know, it's going to be tough to rely on just your bat to carry you. He, he's got speed. Um, he's not necessarily a big on-base percentage guy right now. That can change. He's going to hit for – he's got zero power. So that's the problem. If you can't contribute at all in power, it's just a lot of extra pressure on your bat to perform because a guy that hits 300 with no power, fine. But you know how hard it is to hit 300 in the majors? It's really hard. So if he's like a 270, 280 hitter with one or two home runs, now it's a problem. He kind of gives me Luis Arias vibes back when we thought Luis Arias was going to be pretty good. And he still could be pretty good. But there's just a lot of pressure on the bat to play. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him if you play fantasy that he needs to steal a lot of bases, which he's very capable of doing. And then Hunter Renfro is now in Boston and and he's back to just being kind of um, what we thought Hunter Renfro was going to be, which is a guy that just sells out for power, is going to strike a lot, strike out a lot, not going to walk much, and probably just better off facing lefties only. So that deal, in a nutshell, not bad because we got Jake Cronenworth. Jake Cronenworth's a defensive stud that can potentially win a gold glove at second or first. And I think if he had to, I think he could play left field. Fam, since we got him, you know, 2020, he hit 211 in 31 games. He was hurt. You know, this is going to be the story of his, you know, the second half of his career. He's going to be hurt a lot. This is, it, being hurt's no longer just an excuse for Fam. I don't think we can just say, oh, he's injured. He, oh, he had COVID or he had, he's been hurt. Um, if that's just part of your game, that's not a good thing. So he missed half the games last year. He hit three home runs. He, I remember what was it like the first week of the season where he stole four bases really quickly, and he finished one. He finished on six. Didn't get caught once, which is nice. Didn't didn't walk at the same rate he used to. He only had a three. Twelve. I mean, you know, if if you if the average comes up to a reasonable, you know, over a larger sample size, yeah, he could get more hits and get on base more as a result. He he still walked okay. Actually, he had 15 walks in 31 games. That's actually amazing. The problem is it wasn't hitting at all. So the walks look less appealing when you're not hitting. And if you're hitting 211, it's going to be impossible to have a decent on-base percentage, especially in that small of a sample. This year, pretty much the same sample as last year. He's played in 29 games, fewer at-bats, but hitting 188 now with a 302 on base. He has 12 walks, no home runs, 
And I, I would gather that he's done running. He's, he's hurt his hamstring already, another injury season for him. Hurt last year, hurt this year. And if you're 33 and you've got hamstring problems and you've got vision problems that were supposedly corrected and you've got backstab problems, I don't know if that's affecting him at all, but if you've got pacer problems, going to pacers too much, it's is a is a thirty three year old. These it doesn't get easier. Your body doesn't heal faster. If if you're getting soft tissue injuries on a semi regular basis, a couple times a year, those problems aren't going away as you get older. And I don't see the defense there at all. I don't see the the versatility on the base paths there at all. And if the only thing you can do is walk, and you're no longer hitting, and you're no longer hitting for power. I don't know what else you can do. This is his last year on the deal. He's making $8.9 million this year. And I don't see the Padres resigning him. I'm not sure anyone's going to resign him or, or sign him this offseason for anything more than a minimal salary. If this is the end of Tommy Fam, this is what it looks like. So I hate to be the Debbie Downer on Fam. I know a lot of people like Fam, and this sounds like a, fa- a Fam hate fest. But go look at the note. He has not performed since he got here. Go, go look at the numbers. He He's teased us a little bit with the potential for, you know, a five, six hitter that can hit for a little power and gets on base at a good clip. He's exactly who we wanted. And unfortunately, I think we just got him too late. He's no longer that player. And I think by the end of the season, Tommy Pham is going to be kind of just a non-factor on this team. I think we find other pieces to, to work in left field. I don't know if Profar is necessarily the answer in left field. I don't think Marcano is the answer in left field. I don't really see anyone in the minors – um, that is going to be a piece that we could plug in to left field. So it's it's either run with what we have, or Preller makes a move, and I wouldn't put put it past Preller to make a move. I remember this offseason, I was pushing for Kevin Pillar is uh, is an outfield addition who's a lighter bat, gets on base a decent amount, but is a Gold Glove caliber center fielder. And then, you know, you shift our older, our other gold glove caliber center fielder in Grisham to left field. And all of a sudden the outfield defense is electric. As it stands right now, I think Profar is passable in left field. I don't want him as the everyday left fielder. I don't think I want him in the playoffs defensively playing left field. He's, he just works better as a, a super utility bench bat. And I know that I know the answer is just not going to be fam. I think we give fam a couple more months to figure it out. And that's, I think a reasonable thing to do is give him a little bit more time. The season did just start. We've only seen him for 60 games, but that's not our fault because he's been injured for about half of them. So uh, I'd like to see more of him and hopefully he can string together a few weeks where he's healthy and, you know, maybe he puts it all together, but I'm, I'm just not optimistic. None of it's looked good so far. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be critical of his time here because none of it's looked good. But I think he's got a couple months to figure it out until the trade deadline and Preller gets antsy and, and makes a move. I imagine something like that's going to happen. So before we get into our next topic, which is the minor leagues, we're going to get into our new sponsor, Kanan. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, 
stronger, and Italian crafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code CANANCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's CANANCAST15. Canon, clearly better. All right, back to the minor leagues. So they they rearranged, we, we talked about this, maybe it's spring tra- earlier before spring training, maybe where they moved kind of uh, tri-city dust devils are gone. The short season affiliate, they switched the storm and the tin caps. So the, or the, the tin caps were low a Fort Wayne and now it's high a Fort Wayne and the storm are now low a that's going to be very confusing for the rest of my life. And then our, our beloved sod poodles are no longer our beloved sod poodles are, old missions in San Antonio are now our new missions in San Antonio is our double A affiliate. So the minor league hermit crab uh, carousel, whatever you want to call it of, of team movement and mascot changes continues and everybody was affected and they got rid of all the league names. So we're going to start with the storm. We're now the low A affiliate and you know, they've been playing since uh, today we're recording this on Thursday, they've got two games under their belt. They are 2-0 playing the Visalia Rawhide underrated team name. That's the Arizona Diamondbacks affiliate. And they're playing again today, so this will be already outdated. But, you know, nice to get a 2-0 start. Interesting guys are on this team. And I encourage everybody who appreciates minor league baseball, and if you're listening, you definitely do. There are some guys that you should go check out on this team. The biggest one being Robert Hassel III, who was the number one pick this year by the Padres. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised that he's at low A already as a, as a high school kid. Usually these guys stay in Arizona for a year, but, you know, COVID times. Uh, I think it does make sense, you know, keep him close to home, playing for the storm. Go watch RG3, or not RG3. RH3. I've been notes is RH3. He has been leading off at least for the the first game he let off. He, there, he's going to be batting the top of this order for a while until he he indicates that he's not ready for it, which I don't think will happen. I think he's going to be very fun to watch. He's he had one of the best hit tools of any player coming out of the draft last year, not just high schoolers. Very exciting hit over power right now. The power will come as he matures can kind of do everything on a baseball field. He's got one of the, the sexiest left field swings. Um, I'm very excited to watch him play and the storm don't play that too far away. So I encourage everyone to go up there. I know I'm going to try to go up there at least a few times this summer and watch him along with Jordy Barley, who is one of these holdover signings from the 2016 international class off to a kind of a slow start in his career, but can, can also, do a lot of stuff on a baseball field. I think he still has a very high ceiling. He's got good pedigree, um, has flown under the radar for a couple of years. And I think that could be a good thing. Sometimes these guys don't progress at the same rate as everyone else. You know, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, came up a couple of years ago to the majors. He had an 80 grade hit tool on him, um, maybe like a 60, 70 power grade. And he struggled for a couple of years. A lot of guys, Acuna, Tatis, come up right away in our studs. Um, minor leagues like Soto, 19 years old, 
stud right away. Sometimes these guys just take a little bit longer. Uh, not everybody progresses at the same rate. And he's from this 2016 class that Preller spent a lot of money on. I'd keep an eye on Jordy Barley. Let's see what he can do. This, this is going to be a big year for Jordy Barley. Josh Mears is also on this team. He hit the hardest ball I've ever seen in spring training. Laser, 117 miles per hour off the bat, exit velo. Not many guys can do this. He's built like a defensive end. Uh, if you guys remember watching him play in spring training, he's power over hit right now. He's kind of the opposite of Robert Hassel. He can get a hold of them and launch them a long way. He needs to refine his approach a little bit and work on his pitch recognition. Other than that, he's still very raw. He hasn't played a ton of pro ball yet. So wait and see on him. I was going to ask this to Wade because I expected Wade to be here today, but COVID shots priority. Which of these names is a real name and which of these names did I make up? You can play along with me. Willie Tomlinson is on the storm or is Ripken Reyes on the storm? I made up Willie Tomlinson. I just thought Ripken Reyes was funny because Ripken Reyes sounds like a, a an automated name that you would uh, generate in year 10 of MLB The Show or something. Ripken Reyes. It's a, it's a sick name, but also kind of sounds made up. Um, one guy I did want to talk about on this team that's kind of flying under the radar is Brandon Valenzuela, who is a switch hitting catcher from Mexico, signed in 2018. He's going to be hitting, he, or he has been hitting, kind of pseudo top of the order um, in in production spots the, f- the first couple games of the season, and has not played a bunch. He's he's the 25th ranked prospect this year according to Baseball America. Not a lot of sample on him so far. He played in the Dominican Summer League in 2018. He played in the Arizona League in 2019. A total of 96 career professional games in the minors. Um, just one home run, 73 walks. Yeah. If you like walks, which I do, go watch Moneyball again. They they jerk it to walks uh, pretty much the entire movie. So this guy, I think, can develop a little slower. I mean, catchers are hard to develop, but keep an eye on Brandon Valenzuela. Low switch hitters, love guys that can walk. And this is he's getting his first real full season minor league experience, and it's going to be at low A Lake Elsinore. The 10 caps who are in high A now. Got to say that to myself over and over again so I don't forget. 2-0 start also. They've been playing the West Michigan White Caps. That's a Detroit Tigers affiliate. Check out the box horse. Ethan Elliott pitched opening day. He's a 10th round picked, 10th round pick from uh, Lincoln Memorial uh, College in Tennessee in 2019. Four innings, one hit, two walks, nine strikeouts. That is some kind of nice. And three of them were on number one overall pick this year from Arizona State, Spencer Torkelson. I think Torkelson was batting third in this lineup. Making Torque look bad. So I like that. Ethan Elliott, um, not a lot of experience. Yet. I mean, none of these guys are younger guys. If you, Bless your hearts. If you've been a younger prospect over the last two years, you have not played a lot. So Elliott, 35 career innings in 2019 for Tri-City, had a 177 ERA with 38 strikeouts. So it's it looks like for now, at least, where he's at in his development, he's over a strikeout per inning as a starter, which is just just fine. Um 
no problems with the ERA so far. It doesn't look like he walks anybody. He didn't walk anyone uh, a couple of days ago in opening day. Potential here. I mean, he's he's a little bit older. He's uh, 23, 24, I think. And, you know, college kid coming out a couple of years ago, so that makes sense. Hasn't had a lot of time to develop, but he, he started getting the start in high A, got the opening day start, and is pumping strikes. So you love to see that. Tirso Ornelas, older prospect name, hasn't developed quite the same rate as some of the other guys in the system. He's also on this team. And pitching tonight, Anderson Espinoza. Check the box scores on Thursday or on Friday if you're listening to this and see how Anderson Espinosa did. I'm sure he'll be whatever he does, if it's good or it's bad. Uh, we will be hearing all about it on on the Twitter as you know the night that I record this and you know all day tomorrow probably, especially if it's good. But Espinosa coming off of back to back Tommy John surgeries, he was the piece that came over for Drew Pomeranz the first time we traded him to the Boston Red Sox, and. He's been one of the top prospects in baseball when healthy. He was a 19-year-old throwing 100 miles per hour. And there, are we are we starting to come around on the idea that maybe teenagers shouldn't be throwing 100 miles per hour, even if they can, because it's it's not good for your arm. Even if he thinks he can do it, maybe it's a thing you shouldn't do. But anyway, if this kid can stay healthy, I, I can't think of a more exciting feel-good story in the Padres minor league system, a guy that's potentially an electric bullpen arm. I think he's going to be, he's going to slide into the bullpen at some point. I don't, I think starter, I think we're, we've the boat on him. They're going to try to keep him as a starter right now. I, I don't see him staying around as a starter, but keep him as a starter as long as you can. And then when he gets to the majors, uh, I think we're looking at a lights out bullpen guy. So that's going to be really exciting. So check out what he did. The missions, San Antonio, they've been playing Corpus Christi, that's a Houston Astros affiliate. Guys on this team that I'm really excited about. Egui Rosario, who can play all over the infield. He's got he's got Tukukpita Marcano vibes um, with less speed, but maybe potentially a little bit more power. I like Rosario. CJ Abrams, we all know him. Reese Kinnear, I think that's how you say his name is Kinnear. Uh, starting pitching depth in the system is, is going to be a, a guy that, you know, was at the alternate site last year. I think he could potentially make some moves and could be a name we hear about later in the season is like a, as a spot starter. If we have to have someone or a bullpen piece going into next year, Pedro Avila is a name we've heard before. He's been in the bullpen. Also guy flying under the radar, Jose Azokar, not Azucar, which would be sugar. Azokar, former international signing from the tigers just joined the Padres. Uh, last year he was playing in Amarillo for the sod poodles He's from Venezuela, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. I think he has, it looks like according to, you know, his minor league progression, the the hit tool is going to be above average. He's one of these guys though, that doesn't get on base enough. So we're talking about walk porn where I, I love guys that walk a lot, not to, not to the detriment of their ability to hit for power, hit for average. It's a fine line, but he doesn't look like he walks quite enough to be, uh, an impact player in today's game, unless you are the studliest stud of hit tools and power tools, you can get away with not walking. But in today's game, I think you need to, it behooves you to become a walker to get in the lineup more. And that's one thing that he needs to work on. He gives me Edward Olivares vibes from a couple years ago before we traded him a uh, guy that could potentially, you know, hit for 20 homers and steal 20 bases. 
I like those players a lot. He just needs, if, if you're going to add walks to that, chef's kiss. I, I love you. If you're, if you're a guy that can do that, I don't really care what you hit. And let, if your OBP is good and you can hit for some power and you can run on the bases and you can play good defense, love that player. The Chihuahuas, they have not played a game yet. But the guys to watch on this team, there's a lot of guys to watch on this team. Obviously, it's our highest affiliate starting lineup tonight. We've got Tucapita Marcano leading off. Nick Tanalu is a name you heard in spring training. Campusano sitting third. Patrick Kivlahan's a guy we saw in spring training. O'Grady. These are these are older guys, not necessarily big time prospects. Ghost Kate Kato. Um, and then guy that I've always loved who's hitting eighth. I don't know why. Ivan Castillo. I think he's got a lot of potential as a as a up the middle minor league or a prospect uh, potential super utility guy for the Padres. I think he's ready for more of a challenge. I think I could see Castillo having a good, he had a really good double a, he was, he was all Texas league. Uh, I think he led the Texas league in hits a couple years ago. So he's a guy that if he's hot, uh, I don't think, I don't think Marcano comes back anytime soon. I think Castillo comes back up and I don't know if Castillo can play the outfield, but he can play everywhere on the infield. And if somebody gets hurt, he's, he's old enough. He's got the, the prospect pedigree enough to, where I think uh, he can come up and get a chance at least. Um, Mackenzie Gore, Jason Nix, Mason Thompson, all these guys are also on this AAA roster, and it's going to be a really fun Chihuahuas team to watch all year. I think they can make a lot of noise in the Western division of AAA, whatever you want to call that. Um, Specific Coast League. I think I think this team could make a lot of noise. So I like the Chihuahuas this year. And uh, watch it. it I, encourage, I mean, it's already too late, but go go check out the box scores from opening day, which is, as I'm recording this, it's going to start at, looks like it's going to start in about 20 minutes. So enjoy that. Um, last sponsor for the show. We've got one more sponsor. Support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. That's why Just Live came out with their own new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Kind of sounds like a an old um, Jamba Juice order that you would used to do. I haven't been to Jamba Juice in forever. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you'll get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from. Instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code SUPPORT to buy one, get one free. That's right. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies line with code support at justlive.com. All right, that's going to do it. Doing a solo show is very different than doing a show with Wade. I don't do too many solo shows, but uh, I think it went okay. Not not a lot of feedback from the other side of the table here or uh, or via Skype, which is how I usually have to talk to Wade now. But maybe we'll get him back in studio next week. I'll guilt, I'll guilt trip him into it maybe. Um, appreciate you all for still listening to me talk nonstop for 30 minutes. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoyed it 
If you hated it, subscribe. We need, hey, give us the downloads. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart. You know what? If you give us a, a good review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, or whatever we'll, uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast. We did that. Travis Radke gave us a good review once, and uh, I think that's because we shouted him out before, but then he gave us a review, and we gave him a shout him out afterwards. Anyway, we'll find a place to shout you out if you give us a good review. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe and Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. We'll talk to you next week. Just move on toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.